Hey, how are you doing? Neil from DMR here again. Uh, If you listened to our last podcast, this is the second instalment. Thank you for returning. Uh, You may remember that the intro of last time I was on my daily walk, but today I'm doing something different. I am baking a cheesecake. I say bake, it's a no-bake recipe. Essentially, it's just cream cheese and cream whipped into a cylinder. But, you know, I have an electric whisk, which is great. It makes me feel very powerful. Um, It's a lemon cheesecake. Uh, I'd love to say that the lemons I'm using are from some Sicilian lemon orchard. What do you call a lemon? A lemon? lemon orchard is that even a thing i'm not sure but we'll move on but no they are just from la asda and they'll grate them up zest them up a treat pulverize some digestives and butter and then smash my mix into an appropriate sized tin enough about me and what i'm doing and episode two of our podcast is that's my cat in the background go away ruby uh, episode two is with our Canary Wharf showroom manager, Mr. Sandy Madvani. Um, we're talking about London, London life, uh, the shop down there, uh, how it differs from our showrooms up north, and also how it's similar as well. Uh, I hope that you do enjoy it. And um, We've got a couple more podcasts with some other members of the DMR family, uh, planned very soon but for now here we go hello and welcome to the second at home with dmr podcast today i'm joined by our canary wharf showroom manager sandy madvani Uh, hi sandy how are you i'm very well neil how are you do you know what i'm good yeah i'm i'm uh I'm doing okay, sort of adapting to lockdown life now. We've uh, <laughs> we've been in sort of five or six weeks, so this is the new normal, it seems. How about you? How's lock- lockdown for you? Lockdown, it's it, it's been different. It's been um, strange because n- not many times in your career can you take a long break because we're always busy, as you know. Yeah. And it, it, it's been nice to spend a bit of time with the family. I, I've got... Um, I've been married 30 years this August. And wow, congratulations. Thank you. And um, I have two um, children. So Sammy is 19 and he's in University of Surrey and in second year business management. And Aisha That's is cool. in King's College and she's oh, wow. 23. So she's in the final year. So the kids have been, to be honest, they've been locked up in their rooms, just really revising, doing exams. So that that's been good to see and to be part of that as well. And Probably easy for them, sort of having to come back home, uni's cut short, and then sort of just deal with life from from home when they're used to sort of being out there. So absolutely, so absolutely, it's weird weird time for these students because a lot of their friends have flown back to the different countries before lockdown. Yeah, um, the graduations have been cancelled and the proms, and you know it's quite a sad time for them and uh, mentally they've, yeah. they've just got to get through that so you know they're, they're clever children and i'm sure they'll adapt but yeah it's been challenging for them to say the least but well, in lockdown I... in lockdown it's been um it's been nice to have family meals together around the table and just yeah. catch up in the evenings to be honest well, it's, those, it's those little things that you sort of you know, like take for granted or you don't get 
you know, the opportunity to do so. And I think after this is all over, we'll come out of it with probably a little bit of sense, better sense of family and, and, and what being together means and, and maybe start to uh, prioritise that a little bit as we, as we, you know, maybe make a couple of days for, uh, for family only or something like that. Who knows what will happen, but um, it's interesting to say the least. But you guys are all sort of safe and well and everything everyone like that. Everyone's safe and well, absolutely. Yeah, um, that's the most important How thing, about your, your side, everyone okay? Yeah, everyone's good. Um, it's funny you mentioning the sort of student side of uh, of things with, you, with your children. My uh, my partner, she's a senior lecturer for, for John Moores University. Oh. And I've seen it from the other side. So she's still doing a lot of work. She's doing lots of remote um, sort of teaching and marketing, things like that. Um, but it's tough for her. Um, it's funny because she she moved jobs. Uh, she was working for one university and then moved to um, to Liverpool, uh, John Moores, mm. uh, the day before lockdown. So she yeah. went in for one day and now she has to uh, work from home. So she's working with people that she's never met before, yeah. only through Zoom meetings. So it's such a, a funny moment. But, you know, it's interesting. And like you say, you people, the best thing that, that humans can do is adapt. And, uh, and that's what, what people do, I guess. I was lucky enough last night to spend two hours with my team via Zoom just to play nice. games. And it it really is a different sort of mindset. Yeah. But there was so much fun that that can be had with those. Well, and um, we've got this another is one it. tonight. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think from my point of view, when we talk about DMR and the company that we work for, even though you guys, you work down in London and mm. the rest of us are up north, um, what this sort of period of lockdown has shown me is how sort of together we are as a team because there's been weekly quizzes, there's been a lot of contact between us and that's something that's um, that's I'm sort of quite proud of as a you know, we're a big big enough business for that not to be easy to achieve, but for for a credit to us as a as a company, we are quite close even though we are reasonably spread out. Absolutely, Neil. I think we should be very proud of the culture that we have at DMR, you know, 51 years in, and it, okay. it's like a family. And um, it, it's it's nice to see the human side yeah. and the family feel that you get from it. So it's very comforting in, in these times. Okay, Sandy, so let's get to know you a little bit more. Um, obviously, your clients down in London know you very well. Uh, I've experienced that from when I've come down and, and to help out in various different pop-up shops or um, events that you've run down there. A lot of people sort of um, know who Sandy is, uh, what you're about, but maybe up north, um, it'll be a great opportunity for us, for our clients, our listeners out there to, to get to know you. So just starting off, how long have you been in the industry as a whole for? Well, how long would you say? Well, I, I was actually born into the industry. My father and my uncles have jewelers if you like so from the age of seven I was always spending my summer holidays in the shop learning the trade um, then at the age of 16 I joined um, the family business full-time oh, yeah. and uh, worked on the bench went to watchmaking college yeah. um, learned learned about how to serve clients and look after clients and to give them the uh, service that they require um, especially yeah. in the luxury business it's a special special human touch that you, you, you can provide the services to the clients. So uh, I'm very fortunate yeah. to have that experience from a very young age. 
you you were a watchmaker at what one point is that that's true? correct i was a watchmaker from i would say from the age of 16 to about 23 24 and then i realized that actually spending a lot of time on the bench um i was missing communicating with people and yeah. um it, it's a natural skill that you have that when you enjoy um talking to people that i thought well let's go into the sales side of the business and that's what's happened and um I left the family business. I joined Watches Switzerland. I was with Watches Switzerland 18 years. Um, uh, Initially, being a watchmaker for them, and then within a year into management. So I've been managing for many, many years now. It's interesting you've got a sort of a view from sort of both sides of the industry from sort of service uh, manufacturing if you like and then sales and management as well um, did you find it hard to adapt I, with the change or? I, I i didn't find it hard to adapt it was just a no. natural progression and i i still um repair watches in front of clients but especially doing bracelet adjustments or yeah. if they've got any small jobs and they get quite excited by that i've even stripped down a movement in front of a client just to explain how a watch works just to give oh, them really? that experience the hands-on in our industry it's all about the hands you know we have yeah. we're lucky we have bespoke we have jewelers we have watchmakers and that's a trade that we've lost in in the past but at dmr we we are very very excited with this craftsmanship that we have the the skilled work that we do for yeah. our clients so yeah, and most of our um, of our branches have um, either a, a sort of in-house goldsmith or watchmaker, or if not, quick and efficient access to to one that's in, within our business. And I think that's something that's quite unique, isn't it? Uh, not every um, high street jewelers uh, or watch retailers have access to that sort of level of um, of artisan master watchmaker or even a, even goldsmith as well so that's something we're really fortunate with Absolutely. Um, how did you end up with 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 dmr well um i I'm, i met john robinson and we we discussed about me joining the london showroom because we were just dmr venturing into london and they were looking for yeah. a london manager to take over uh the running um concern we had in canary wolf and we were discussing yeah. for three months, you know, the move and how it looks like and is it good for both parties. And then on one conversation three months in, he said, you do realise the show number is 007 and it's a mission should you wish to take it. Now, <laughs> I was so excited because seven is my lucky number. My birthday's 7th of July. And right, I just okay. shook his hand and said, Let, let's do this. So really yeah. excited to be part of the family and part of the team. Um, so how long have you been with DMR then? Just gone 13 so, years now. Wow, not bad, not bad. It's gone very quick. and I can imagine, it, yeah. It, every day is different. Um, yeah. the, the audience in Canary Wolf is totally different to what we have in the other showrooms. Um, yeah. We yeah, have yeah. A, a lot of um, bankers and uh, it even the weekend business is good for us. So the families come at the weekends, but predominantly Monday to Friday, you you have the bankers there and i've been lucky enough to to come and work in your showroom on a, a few occasions in my time with dmr and the difference between um canary wharf and liverpool for example it, it was huge it was a, a bit of a shock to, to the system it's 
it's not so busy in terms of footfall like I'm used to in a in a, a really sort of busy shop like Liverpool. But in terms of your client management skills and how you achieve the success of the business that you achieve is really eye-opening and it's a, it's a great thing to see. And it's it's something that I, I actually really enjoyed and something that we can all learn from in terms of from my experience because you might not have that steady flow of clients walking through the door, but you guys are working so hard behind the scenes to, to connect with your clients, to make sure that your clients are well looked after was that something that you took from the previous experience or something that you had to sort of learn how to do when from from opening the store i've got to be honest with you it was something that i learned from um, royal exchange because being in the bank inside there i was uh, running yeah uh, watches royal exchange for five years and it was all to do with 24-hour concierge because your clients are traveling all around the world and you know we get excited with um being able to have clients flying all over the world to come see us. And we have some loyal clients, really, really um, good collectors. And they've been with us. Well, I've got clients going back 30 years that followed me all the way through, which, you know, I, I, I feel very honoured to have that relationship with them. It's a special thing. It is that, a special yeah, thing. And um, loyalty. They're very loyal to us in Canary Wolf. I'm very fortunate with the teams I've got as well um, at Canary Wolf in the respects of they've been with me coming up to 10 years, 11 years, five years. So we have a good retention in, in London uh, with our yeah. teams and very experienced from, from within the business. Um, that I think it's, it's important as well, isn't it? That sort of in terms of business, that retention and, you know, it, it, it's not always guaranteed that you'll, you'll keep the team exactly the same, but I think it speaks volumes for the company as a whole. When you look at, you know, we've got people that have served there for, work there for 45 years, 30 years. I mean, I'm, I've been there sort of nearly four years, three and a half, four years, and I'm still very junior in, um, in terms of my time served at DMR. And I think from a, point of view that from our clients they like that sort of continuity to go and be able to come and see you in canary wharf or lee in manchester alicia in liverpool because they've been there for so long i think neil i think you gotta you gotta put it down it's the trust factor yeah and trust is paramount in our business because everything we do has a level of trust and integrity if you like so we, we enjoy that side of the business and building relationships Our jewellery collection is well received in London as well because it's new to London, the uh, Yellow Box collection. Um, My wife is uh, one of our biggest clients, if you like, so she loves her her diamonds and uh, I think that's passed on to my daughter now as well. So it's exciting to see and you can build the collection. So it makes my job easier as as I said, my anniversary coming up in August so that I just keep on building up the hopscotch collection yeah exactly it's such, it's it's the perfect collection that isn't it, it is so it is yeah it, it's great okay sandy so we can hear your passion for your work and we'll talk a little bit more about about that in a moment but what what does what does sandy get up to in his in his spare time what what are your out of work passions what do you enjoy doing um i i play a bit of golf not very well i i, <laughs> I but i enjoy i enjoy playing golf i um enjoy fast cars 
So yes, I, um, I I do a lot of driving, and a lot of reading, a lot of product training, and socialising. I'm a big socialiser. Yeah. I, I like going out and enjoying yeah. enjoying other companies. And uh, I, I think it would be fair to say that you've got a, a reputation as a, a social butterfly. I think. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> every time, yeah. Every time we've been we've been out together in uh, in London or we've done events, um, you can tell you really enjoy that social aspect of of the job. Um, I also know that you're a big F1 fan. Yes. Um, and you, you you know you try and at least get a race in a year. Is Absolutely. that right? I, I I travel to Singapore every year just to, to see the night race. It's a beautiful yeah. experience. Lovely place to be in the world. All, yeah, what a place Singapore is. It's it's amazing. amazing it? Absolutely amazing. And just Formula One itself, it's great. Yeah. Um, my recent passions are I've started to take up snooker again after many many years. Oh, really? Yes. So I'm 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 learning again. Uh, one of my good friends is a top snooker player, and uh, I'm going to get some lessons from him when he gets time. So that that's another passion. But yeah. overall, I think life's a passion. Every day you've got to just live and enjoy. And <clears throat> one of the beauty about our business is that we are lucky because clients come and share the memories with us. Um, we yeah. are very fortunate. We share birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, and it, it, it's a special part of our business, isn't it? It is. It is. It's something that I feel very privileged to be part of when, um, you know, when I'm finding a product or even chatting about the occasion itself and, and getting to know my clients even better through those you know occasions and special moments in their life. It's uh, something that you don't really get in any other industry, really, or very rarely get anyway. And that's, that's something that I'm absolutely, uh, absolutely thrilled to be part of. I know that you're particularly passionate about Patek Philippe. Uh, can you just tell us, you know, sort of what's special about that that particular manufacturer and and why um, you feel so so lucky to be an authorised dealer? Uh, Patek Philippe have the same sort of beliefs as we have at DMR in the respects of heritage, the know-how, um, the finer touches, what the criteria that they put through the sixty-five criteria on a Patek Philippe watch. Um, it's second to none. The, you can feel the passion and the love. Um, I'm very lucky that um, I would say probably about 12 years ago, my son popped over to the show when he was a little seven-year-old boy, and he said, I like that Patek fleet. And I shook his little hand then, and I, I, I bought the watch for him on the Monday and registered it to him. So we, yeah. we, we passed it down to the next generation. And that excites me. We, you, you're writing history. You're you're making memories for the future generations. Yeah. And then it was only quite rightly, uh, Mrs. Madvani um, was given a, a, a nice patek three years ago under the Christmas tree, which I registered to my daughter's name. So it, yeah. it, it's, it's all just, the magic. It's all the magic. Yeah. I, I'm, and sort of uh, one of patek's main sort of marketing lines, their, their, their ethos, if you like, is you never truly own, now correct me if I'm wrong, you never truly own a Patek Philippe. You merely look after it for the next generation. Absolutely correct, correct? Neil. Absolutely yeah. correct. And it, it fills with pride when you sign that certificate for the new purchase and you know that's going to go down in generations and generations, handed down 
and a lot of love and passion has gone into making it takes over nine months just to make nine months to a year to make a, a classic calatrava if you like and up to yeah. three years three to five years to make mini repeaters that's someone's life made by one watchmaker who's dedicated his life to making that product that fills you with excitement yeah. if you know, there's no other business that you can get that. Um, yeah, it's, it's a masterpiece, isn't it? If you were uh, given the opportunity to go back in time and you know speak to uh, an artist like Van Gogh, Cezanne, you know Chagall, yeah. whatever you, your your preference, and you're able to go and say, "I would like one of your pieces," and I'll wait for that. You know what a commodity that would be. I see that as the same as as being able to to go and purchase a Patek watch. It is a piece of art Absolutely. and um, and something that we as a business we're very proud to have um, a, you know, authorized dealerships within within the uh, within the company. In terms of Canary Wharf, I wanted to ask you. You've worked in London, you've worked in a couple of um, different um, locations in London and different companies. I always think that Canary Wharf is a unique retail space. How, how does it does it differ in comparison to the likes of, uh, you know, the more mainstream shopping areas in London? That's a very, very good question. So if you look at Canary Wharf 15, 18 years ago, you, you had one shop and a few banks and that was it. And if you look at mm-hmm. Canary Wharf now, it's it's its own little town. Um, yeah. it, it's a family feel as well. You know, we work very closely with the directors of Canary Wharf, and we we enjoy the successes of Canary Wharf. How it's grown. We're going to have Crossrail coming through the residential. It's 108 acres of private property, and it's a safe environment. It's a safe environment. And it's a clean environment, yeah. which, which is what we enjoy. And the, the visitors, they come from all over the world to come to Canary Wharf because there's the financial hub in England, if you like. Yeah. And um, there's over 300 bars and restaurants. So there's always something yeah. to do there. There's always nice. And you've been to 298 of them, I think. Actually. Is that I right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's all part of my job just to get out there and uh, network the area. And yeah, um, I'm it, excited yeah. to be invited to these um, events. If anyone, any listeners ever need to know a recommendation Absolutely. around Canary Wharf, Sandy is Absolutely. your man. Absolutely. Let me know and I'll book your table for you. Last question, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll end on this. I'm going to put you on the spot now. You have one watch to pick to purchase for the rest of your life. What would it be? I've got to be totally honest with you. I've actually got the watch that I, I want for the rest of my life. It's just a classic Calatrava, yeah. simple, elegant. It's under the radar. It's not ostentatious, but it just means the world to me. And it's sentimental because it's for Sammy for the future. Yeah. So I'm, I'm lucky enough. But we're, we're lucky with um, having all these new watches and launches coming through. And you get to see so many different pieces. But for me, it's the sentimental value that I've got for the 5127J that I own. So I'm very happy I've ticked that box. A 
Okay, Sandy, thanks so much for joining us on the uh, on the podcast. It's been a real pleasure, a real great opportunity to get to know you. And um, yes, stay safe. And I'm sure we'll um, we'll hear from you soon. I'll see you on the quiz tonight. Absolutely. Um, and um, yeah, so yeah, thanks Neil, very thank much. thank you very much for your time today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day.